Hello and welcome to the Dead Air Dudes. I'm Izzy. I'm Raka. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for liking and subscribing. As we blast forward in our podcast, approaching the 7,000 download marker, which is... Uh, 7,000. Now, a lot of things have been happening out there, guys. Uh, of course, Marvel's coming out movie after movie now. Um DC's about, they did the Batman, which is still living off that. There's a few things happening in the hero movie world. And we're getting to summer where all these supposed blockbusters are ready to unveil. But before before we could get to all that, we're going to wrap up the Marvel series on Disney Moon Knight. Yep. We're going to, uh, right now we're on a comic book um, Marvel you know, kick as of late, and we're going to, you know, fill that void, scratch that itch. That being itchy, said, scratchy, itchy, scratchy. All right. So, for all you don't know, um, Oscar Isaac plays Mark Spector, who has disassociative identity disorder, and he uh, basically, um, has multiple personalities, all right? One being, well, this is chock full of spoilers, so if you guys haven't seen it, you should watch it regardless, and uh, so get ready. The main, or I guess alpha or main character, or main person would be Mark Spector, who is the, the, you know, the main identity. Then you have, yeah, who is a mercenary, all around badass. You have Stephen Grant, who is a meek, intelligent, mild-mannered, uh, what, uh, works in a museum or worked in a museum. Gift shop uh, cashier. Yeah, exactly. Gift shop cashier. And then you have a third identity, which is arguably meaner than the other two, named Jake Lockley. All right. All right, so let's pause right there. Izzy, did you like the way it was revealed? I did enjoy it. I would have preferred to see him in action and not just another blackout, but I understand why it was done. You know, and I'm okay with it if they... Give us a second season. If they don't give us a second season, then I'll be upset. I won't be as happy with the end result as, you know, it was. So for all you guys out there, again, spoilers galore. For all you guys out there who have not watched it or will watch it, or even if you did watch it, there are moments where Moon Knight blacks out. Um, Backs against the wall, odds are against them. As soon as he regains, I guess, identity to either Mark Spector or or Grant, Stephen Grant, he um, he's baffled as to how the hell did they get out of that really sticky situation, basically by killing everybody. And I mean, just so like you had mentioned, there's that third personality um, who who is Spanish speaking. Yeah. 
who is only revealed at the very end in the end credits. In a great way, by the way. Now, how I feel is this really tied everything together. I liked it. I didn't like the fact that it was an end credit scene. It was almost like a footnote when it was a large part of the identity of Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And like I said, if you don't have a second season in which now, obviously, he is a pivotal, he's running the show in the sense of how uh, for Kanshu. But let's quickly get to the point. Um, Dr. Harrow did you like, tries to did free. Did you like the second to last episode where basically it was a departure from this Indiana Jones like adventure? And it was more of an introspection into how Mark Spector became Moon Knight, how Stephen Grant's personality formed, the background behind his checkered and traumatized past. Basically, what I think should have been at least dropped nuggets of early beginning, where now the entire series in a way feels a little disjointed for myself. Yeah, but look, this is something that we need to get ourselves get you get used to. We're already where we've been shown the Marvel way, how the Marvel series go. And from the beginning, they said, <clears throat> excuse me, that Moon Knight is not your typical Marvel series. It has almost no connection to the MCU. No characters crossover. So don't be waiting for any any crazy end credit scenes or anything. And it's completely different. It's the it's 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 standalone. Yeah, standalone is non-linear in many ways. And it doesn't go from A to B or A to Z. It's and it's it's a thought. It's a lot of action is missing, and purposely, you have to imagine that all this shit's going on, and you don't see it, and it's like deal with it. That being said, if you take it for what it is, it was well made, and they uh, interviewed in a, in, a, in a couple websites a bunch of different. Uh, psychiatrists and psychologists what they thought of the portrayal of Oscar Isaac as Mark Spector of person having the disorder and it was pretty accurate and so in in that way I think that Marvel or Disney or the showrunners of this show they were more interested in showing that part than the actual Moon Knight beating people up and, you know, fighting werewolves and the like. And in particular, you're referring to disassociative identity disorder, which is defined as the presence of two or more distinct personality states. In this disorder, multiple personalities can manifest, usually a reaction to trauma as a way to help a person avoid bad memories. Which is exactly what we have here. Exactly. My only issue is that in most of these psychological 
conditions. One is not aware of the other. Is that true? Well, I it is mostly true. I mean, if you look at like a, now, that's a little different than let's say schizophrenia, which you're completely not aware that you have all these other just different personalities. I get the point that this is um, the aberration. This is the the exception to the rule because being new moon night and forced into certain situations, you have no choice but to confront other people who think of you as somebody else. Most people point to you like, who are you? Why are you here? You know, that's the exception. But for the, uh, for the most part, I think it's more observed by other people. And then you're treated as you are in many ways, as Harrow's character as the doctor is trying to heal, deal, work out the multiple personality thing. He is troubled. And I think that was probably the best episode of the entire series yeah. is when he went, he was in the other world already, right? He was in the death realm. He was in, and, was in the afterworld. Or, and yeah. he was going through all the doors because he's not balanced. And, and he had different. to, yeah, and he had to confront why it is that he's unbalanced, why it is he's unhinged, why it is he has these multiple personalities. That's also an area where I wish they had opened a door, a little glimmer to how was Jake Longley formed? How? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you noticed, but they actually kind of showed it. Oh, with the death. No, well, no. With all the people that he killed. You wonder how he became Jake Lockley as a kid. There no. was a part where, um, obviously, you know that the first appearance of Jake Lockley that we've actually seen was when I do believe in the previous episode. In the previous episode to that one, when he has like the broken nose, or he has like the, and he kind of talks in a different accent, and he jumps up and he grabs the, he grabs something. And he's like, ah, and he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, and they tackle him down. Yeah. That appearance of Jake Lockley. Then also when the mom comes in and says, oh, I hate you, whatever, you should have done all this. When she goes to his room and then all of a sudden he kind of, he's sitting on the floor and he kind of does one of these and he, he starts fixing the toys. Yeah. There at that moment, that's Jake Lockley. Oh. When he's calm and dealing with her with her shit as opposed to you know what mark would do or steven because steven didn't never saw any of that steven had a loving mother you know he had fabricated this whole other world exactly uh with this still ongoing ongoing relationship with his mom who has passed away years ago so okay it is an interesting series I give it credit for having the balls to cut the cord with the MCU and go standalone. There's rumors I've read where Eternals were supposed to make a little cameo because that's how the Egyptian gods, or maybe they were actually Egyptian gods. And that's how, I mean, if you're going by this realm, if this is not one of the multiverse, then there should be 
at least the Eternals know what's going on. They know everything that's going on. Well, I mean, obviously, and and that is the issue here, which which the showrunners have said, and even Oscar Isaac in interviews has said, what you think is going on may not be happening at all. So a lot of what happened may or may not even be real. It might be in here. Exactly. It's it's a show that should they should take multiple viewings. Also, there's supposed to be two crossovers within the series, within the, the series in particular. One, they released and there was supposed to be a different love interest, not Layla, who was created specifically for the show. A brand new character and her being the Scarlet Scarab, again, spoilers, is a new version. The Scarlet Scarab back in the comics with the invaders and Thor was a male character and a villain at that. Well, this one, she has this badass freaking outfit, which I cannot wait to see that at Comic Con. If someone could actually pull that off with the wings and the swords, that'd be badass. But dude, don't you think that was a little Wonder Woman 1984? It looked better than Wonder Woman 1984, to be honest with you. I mean, with the but wings I and did, everything, it's pretty I much kind of, you know, with, with the wings, but she did the swords also. So it kind of, I don't know, that would be a copyright lawsuit waiting to happen. Hey, man, I, I think she looked better than, than, than Wonder Woman, but that's besides the point. But the original love interest was supposed to be none other than Echo and not Layla because they wanted to have the, 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 the possible crossover from A, a street-level character, and B, connected in a way of someone who would be kind of in that kind of world. But decided against it, created Layla, which was perfect because another, 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 you know, which echoes also POC, but you know it would have on the person of color and well, I mean, and also but there's a reason for it, obviously, like because they wanted to separate the MCU from from Moon Knight itself. No, so we have not seen the last of Moon Knight. There's a Werewolf by Night special coming in October, but already we know you're gonna see the Werewolf by Night, and for all we all comic book fans, is we all know Werewolf by Night. To believe issue 32, which is the first appearance of Moon Knight. And he battles. Of course. So it wouldn't have surprised me if we do see an appearance of Jake Lockley at that point. And uh, others, you know, you also, there's rumors they're going to have Blade also in that series. Yes, and, which uh, we are anticipating to see how that is done. Blade always goes with uh, Moon Knight and Moon Knight with the werewolves and the vampires and, you know, the lions and the tigers and the bears. Oh, my. So. <laughs> and the green grass grows. <laughs> and the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. So all in all. <clears throat> ah, touche. I would all give all, it. Yeah. I, I would give it a four star rating because it. It tackled a very touchy subject in mental health. And it also was artsy in the way that it it tried to mirror in its programming and it's how it was unveiled for us, the viewing audience, to be part of his fragmented world. Yeah, I agree. 
four out of five. I don't give it higher than that because even though it was uh, a great take on the subject matter, it still had some parts that were not saying boring. I'm not saying dull, but that were a bit slow for my for my taste. It it was definitely I give it a four, not even higher than that, because also it seemed very one note. Yeah. And for 52 average of 50, 50 minutes um, each episode, a lot to take in. And you I expected more within that 50 minutes, or they could have expanded this into eight, 10 episodes and make it 30, 35 minutes each. Yeah, but the problem is, you know, that um, that's the beauty and, and the bad thing about these, these series and these shows. When you get these big actors, A-list actors, you know that you can't have them for 10, 12, 22 episodes. Oscar Isaac is, is a pretty pretty big in-demand character. He also, he's Poe Dameron. He's going to be a solid snake for the Metal Gear series and amongst, um, amongst a shit ton of other things. So you got him for six episodes. Let's just, just enjoy that, you know? Well, I get it. I mean, just to wrap things up, how do you feel about uh, Ethan Hawke's character and performance? It's a mixed bag. I enjoyed. I enjoyed pretty much anything he does, but I'm. I, I did not know he wasn't the greatest villain, and he's a minor character in the books. And they had a lot of potential. And people were talking, saying, "Oh, it's Mephisto. Oh, it's Anubis. Oh, it's this person. Oh, it's the, oh, it's the Bushman. Oh, it's this, that, and the other thing." And it ended up being just some guy who just an avatar power. just and who had some powers and and the magical cane and well see that's what i mean I, I liked his performance better than the ad than the actual the actual character exactly i think that was my uh take on it is that i by and large enjoyed his performance but i just think they didn't put his character in the best light yeah. they also he of all the characters to me had the biggest plot hole where if he wasn't a full-fledged avatar he's looking to open up uh to become an avatar yet he had the staff and he was judging people it's like well within how did he get this power and why did he get this directive how's he it, it it really wasn't a pretty clean character there's, yeah, no, there's a number of issues. I, I didn't get how he had the power of the scales. I mean, yeah. I, I guess through the staff. And where did he get that staff or that king? Exactly. Where? But if, if, he, if he was so powerful, why do you need the god? You're doing, you're yeah, doing and the whole thing work. with the freaking with the, you know, even though I love the song, you know, Engel, Engel, Her, Engelbert Humperdinck and the whole thing oh, with, with the cracking. That was one of the best parts. That, that tune is in my head. Yep. Every time you wake up, that is good credit to the director and the direction at this point. The soundtrack was really good. Putting the the bottles in the sandals and the whole thing that was weird and 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 yeah, I mean. And then the last thing that um, we are not here to judge. Who am I to judge? But people have mixed reactions on his uh, British accent. I thought it was fine. 
but that's the beauty. It was supposed to be fucked up. Right, because because he's not British. And not only that, he, he made this character this accent when he was what nine years old. Yeah. And because it was he saw it in a movie. A bad accent from a movie from an actor named Stephen Grant, who was mimicking a bad British accent in that movie. So it was <laughs> it was perfect. What'd you think? Right, so, uh, what'd you think uh, real quick? What'd you think of um his uh, love interest, um Layla? Who Layla? Yeah, and, and Kanshu himself. Well, what would you think of those two before before we uh bid it? Kanshu's voice acting was tremendous. It it F Marie it added yeah, it added a level of um Robertson. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually like the character and the the dress, the, the special effects, how he he looked and apparently aged. What I find a little gray areas, they never really fully went into, like you have to just take for granted these Egyptian gods who are who they are, real Egyptian gods who this is the biggest beef that I have with this whole thing. They supposedly took themselves out of the equation of human history, but they haven't elaborated yeah. at all as to why. Well, I mean, this is the issue, and this is an issue that we're going to find with uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Okay, you have the Norse gods with which in the beginning they were aliens and now all of a sudden they're gods again. Okay. People, people seem to forget that. Now you have the Asgardians. Yeah. You have the Egyptian gods. Then you have also um, Eternals. The Eternals who are gods themselves, who are guests who are based off the Greek gods. And now, if you guys notice within the trailer for Lord, for, for Thor, the actual Greek gods, you see Zeus. Hercules. You know, with, with Zeus, you see Hercules and everybody else. So if everybody exists, which is how it is in the comics, which is cool, it's fine. But how are you going to explain that within the scope of the MCU? Now, to be honest, I have not seen Doctor Strange. I apologize. I'm watching <gasps> tomorrow. So, you know, if it's been answered in the multiverse, I apologize. You know, by the time this, this goes out to... Uh, we put this out. We're we're going to have the multiverse and the the madness and Doctor Strange review coming soon. As uh, Izzy has secured tickets to watch Doctor Strange, which I consider a, a fantastic kick-ass movie that. You can't watch at home in TV. I don't care what kind of 4K high def you Wait, got. We have an this, 8 or a 16K. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This is a cinema. This is a theatrical experience. Fair enough. It, it's all visual. Don't Fair even look enough. for a super. Um, I don't want to wreck anything for him, but don't even look for a super in-depth uh, plot line. It's pretty straightforward. You're here for the entertainment. Fair enough. All right, I guess we pretty much dissect, dissected this to death. <laughs> let, let us know what you guys think of Moon Knight 
And uh, what's next for Moon Knight and Mark Spector, Jake Lockley, Stephen Grant, Layla, and Khonshu? That being said, I'm Izzy. I'm Raka, and good night to one of all, pun intended. And remember to always, always save the whales. As usual, please like, comment, subscribe. Have a good night.